Welcome, friends. I've been expecting you. Oh, oh, hello. Hello. I guess we're uh, doing a show today. Wow, we're recording. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> we have a show. To make. Yeah. Goodness. Goodness. Today was not a great day at work. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been a great couple of weeks for me. <laughs> so, mm. here we are. This is just 2020 doing its thing. Yeah, I have a bunch of articles I want to talk about. I just have things I want to complain about, I think. Maybe. I'm not sure if I want yeah. to. You're not sure if you want to complain? Yeah. It's your mm. show. Is it, though? It... <laughs> what? Is it, though? Yeah, it's your show. I don't know. It's my show. It's your show. I don't know. I'm just here. Yeah, you're here on a show. I'm it's just, yours. I'm just here. It's your show. Yeah. I'm not going to... I'm here arguing for you. I don't know, dude. I'm just like... Well, first of all, like I'm dealing with, like... I don't know. Things like health and stuff like that. But then I'm also dealing with the feeling of not wanting to pursue like my art passion anymore and like that just grappling with that it sucks losing that passion since i was 5 i you know i've been honing that skill and here i am at like almost 25 and i'm so sick of it and like not in a way that i hate it or wish that I never did it or anything. I, I love that I can do that, that I can create faces and bodies from nothing. That's cool. But I don't know. I'm so tired of that being all I can do. And mm -hmm. so I'm just like, I keep having ideas and projects that I want to do and things that I should be doing. But it's hard to motivate myself to do it when I don't really want to anymore. Like, it's not where I want to spend my energy. Well, yeah, it, that makes sense, especially since it's, you've, been, like, been doing the same thing your whole life. Yeah. So it makes sense that you would want to, like, put something down for a little bit and then maybe, like, pick it back up later. Yeah, later. But, you know, I'm kind of reaching a point where I'm, like, am I going to be putting this down soon, like, entirely for the foreseeable future? I mean, I keep, like, picking it back up and starting something, and I just can't. So, I'm like, do I just put it down entirely for a while and and really focus on the, the things that I've wanted to learn? Right, like an indefinite hiatus, as they say. Yeah, because, you know, I, when I have free time, I'm like, do I paint or do I finally learn these things I've wanted to learn? And so I'm always stuck between, like, do I do the thing that I know how to do and know that I'll make a nice thing, uh, I'll have a good result, or do I try something and, or keep going with something that is difficult and I'm learning and it's, I don't know, it's disheartening and I'm, I'm stuck between these things and I find myself then doing nothing. So I don't know. I'm having emotional feels over that and it's not fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. I didn't go through it to the extent that you are, mm -hmm. I don't think, but definitely in, in my schoolboy years, I, I was going between, I've always had a million interests. Yeah. And yeah. I've always wanted to do a million things and you can't, 
You're no. only one person. You can only do so much. Yeah. So when you suddenly have new interests, out of nowhere, you just want to, I don't know, like chuck one out the window, even though you've built up like this reputation of wanting to do this thing. And then <laughs> that's all you get for, like there was a while where I only got art supplies as like presents. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, I was just kind of like, eh, not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I have things that I've wanted to learn how to do, but like we're scary because, you know, I, I learned, I picked up art when I was like, around five and kept going with it. And I didn't have the ability to like shame myself if I was bad, right? Like when you start young with something, it doesn't matter if you're bad. You won't recognize it and you won't care. You'll keep doing it until you're mildly okay. And then and you keep no going. no one else is going to tell you you're bad because no. you're young. You're a kid. But when you're, you know, when, when you're my age and you're trying to learn something new, it's it's scary. And it's gotten progressively more scary because no one wants to be bad at something. And as an adult, you know, it's the sucky feeling, but sometimes... You just have to. I mean, I would encourage people to do that, to be bad at something as an adult. Right. You can't be good at something without being bad at it for a long time. You have to be bad at it. You're not going to be good right off the bat. And so, you know, that's where I'm at. I'm just, it sucks being bad at something because, you know, you you end up being frustrated and uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm having a lot of feels Mm -hmm. lately and I'm annoyed. It's fine, but. Yeah, just I have so many art supplies too, and it sucks looking at them and like, oh yeah, I don't really use those as much anymore. Right. Yeah. I guess it would be nicer if you could, uh, like put it in an attic for an hour or something. I wish, but you know, it's there. It stares at me, and so I think like, oh, I should draw something, and then I don't. <sighs> so, yeah, and then I don't know. I don't want to lose it either, but I digress. I'm rambling and i'm on a tangent (laughs) oh that's fine like i said this is your show it's my show okay well it's also my show but right yeah whenever either of us have something we want to go on about yeah it's our show it's just like i'm i'm tired of like all i can do is like all i can paint a picture or draw somebody that's it that's all i really know how to do creatively except outside of like writing which is what also what i'm decent at I like doing poems and stuff, but, you know, other than that, no one really reads my poems. I'll show you my art, but I won't show you my poems, so no one knows the <laughs> results of those. No, I, ha- I, I never have anything to show because that stuff is very personal and honestly puts some people on blast and that I can't blast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that's that. Right. Hobbies are so you're, sad. you're rearing to learn a new thing to show people that you can do. Yeah, well, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know things I've wanted to do. I'm just, I've just repressed. I don't know. That's me. Now being is sad. now is the time. Now is the time. Do things when you're older. It's fine. You can learn. Yeah, and also, <laughs> when you're older, also kind of sounds a little weird because I guess you just got to think about whatever your present is. Yeah, because you might. Uh, some you can you can get caught up in thinking about what period of your life that you're in in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. You look at your life as an entire timeline, and you're and you're like, this is the point I'm at. Look at ha- look at the time I have left. Yeah, and look at the time that I've been through. Yeah, but really, 
in terms of judging yourself for what you can and have done and what you can do. Mm-hmm. You should just be looking at your present and the time that you have now that you should be using. Yeah. It gets harder as I get older, too, because I'm like, ah, you know, I don't want to be like 30 and shitty at a thing that I want to do. So, uh. Hey, that's fine. Some people don't enter into a new thing they want to do until they're like 50. It happens. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, am I having a uh, a crisis, like a qu- quarter life crisis? <laughs> that's That's definitely a thing. Yeah. Well, I feel it a little bit. I we, do. We talked about this the other night, you know, how how um everybody says that like, oh God, me in my twenties, I was a completely different person then. Yeah. Like someone that's uh like thirty five and talking about ten years ago when they were twenty five, they're like, Oh mm-hmm. man, I'm so glad that I'm way better now than I was. Yeah. So like honestly, all I can think about in terms of like aging mm-hmm. is like at this point, it only gets better from here because yeah. you just become better as long as you're pushing yourself forward. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I have a lot of things that I wish I'd done as a teenager, but that's why, you know, when you get older and, and you correct those things, you become right. the person that you always wanted to be. Right, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> If you that's if you I'm, allow yourself the privilege. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I did I did a lot of stuff when I was a teenager, but I feel like I did a lot of it half ass. Mm-hmm. I did I did a lot of it without putting the effort that I should have put into it. I kind of just like lollygagged along. Yeah. That's the thing, is that I kind of just specialized. I didn't do a lot. I should have done more, but there are a couple factors at play there that I won't get into, but, you know, whatever. It is true that you do change a lot when you enter your 20s, though. I mean, like, the things that you prioritize and and you want to, like, pursue and dedicate time to, it changes as you get older. It really does. Yeah, I even feel like, I feel like I'm a new person, like, every two to three years. I feel very different from 2018 to now. I feel completely different. It's, oh, yeah. It's so odd. I'm in an entirely new mind, like, headspace. Yeah. That's, that's when. No, we met in 2017. We met in 20... Yeah, of course we did. We moved out uh, in 2018. Right, yeah. Yeah. We became full-fledged adults. Right? 2018? Yeah. May, no. Wait, no. No, we moved out... Wait, what? Last year. We moved out last year. Oh, oh my God. It's only been a year. Right. The fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> well, like a year and a half, because once February hits, mm-hmm. then we will have been on our own for Right. Two years. Oh, yeah. We only, yeah. It feels like forever. That's kind of the issue, is that it feels like this is how it's always been. Right. Yeah. Well, time passes, and then you feel like it was never there at all. Yeah, true. Now we have like, 2020, the year from hell. Yeah, it's like how I I felt like it was forever all day at work today, but now that I'm home, right? It's like did that even happen? Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> what else happened at work, Aaron? That bugged you? Oh, nothing. Uh, I just like showed up and there was like no management there except for like the brand new person. That's fun. Yeah, 
it was it was annoying and like everything's just behind because i work in retail and mm-hmm. things are cranking up for fourth quarter yeah i have yeah. something else i want to complain about but go ahead oh I, I don't really have anything of substance to say also like i bit my tongue in my sleep but now mm-hmm. like now like the back of my throat's a bit sore too it's sore just a tad the rona <laughs> no <laughs> none of that you see, I feel like I'm experiencing symptoms, but I don't have a, uh, I don't want to say it out loud because I'm going to get a sore throat. I don't, yeah, anyway. But see, the, I only feel like it's a sore throat on the side that my tongue hurt. It's not That's the weird. whole throat. I feel like it, I'm just like. On the one side. Yeah, I feel like I'm just experiencing uh, leftover pain from, from that. Hopefully. I'm and get, also I'm... like. It, eating weird for a couple of days i'm gonna hope that's it because i I feel like you're very healthy yeah i mean (laughs) healthy boy i'm not not very healthy healthy boy i'm not very healthy at all (laughs) i i eat like shit (laughs) i mean a little bit i don't eat much better either i mean you know gluten-free food it's still very processed the, the shit that i eat it's just less shit but still shit yeah (laughs) <laughs> that makes sense. I have a I random mean, uh, a byproduct of mm-hmm. um, eating gluten free is that a lot of things that are gluten free are also free of more sugars and they're free of a, like a lot of other things. They're like yeah. generally like a more natural product. Generally, but still like processed and bleh, and people are like, you should be eating what like a processed even mean. Like it's just processed. like heavily fucked with. Every everything's. Heavily fucked with. Well, people are like, you should eat a clean and like raw diet or something like that. Like it should be, you know, stuff that you're preparing. And I'm like, I, I don't have I, the time or the energy or the patience or the will <laughs> to do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry that we don't. <laughs> you know, people that like maybe don't have hobbies mm-hmm. or uh have um one partner have enough money to only have one of them work right like maybe people without personalities can have time (laughs) to make their own food but we don't always have that i don't have any (laughs) any will unless making food is your hobby i guess if you're a chef or maybe you make videos who knows right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah some people have their hobbies as their jobs so they have enough time to go cook a food what's that like i don't know i don't know yet I don't know either. Yet. 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 Working Yet. on it. We'll get there. What's the other thing you want to complain about? Well, hang on. If I speak this into existence, will it happen that our, our podcast will be successful? I don't know. I'm speaking it into existence. You know, I, I heard that worked for the guys at last podcast on the left. They were Dead jerking ass? off on the sigils for, for months. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Jerking off on the sigils. To activate uh, left-hand okay. path magic. Okay, what the fuck? What? 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 Okay, other thing I wanted to complain about. This is just a very small thing, but it's a pet peeve that I have. I don't like selfish, conversational people. Like, I mean, like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what I've been doing today. And then as soon as it's your turn to talk, you're like, oh yeah, I've been doing that as well and then like it's like you know not even people that try and relate to you with like their shared experience but people that like genuinely don't give a shit what you're doing and only want to talk only want to talk when they have something to talk about with their life mm-hmm. 
Like that drives me nuts. I can't stand that. Right. So they treat a conversation as if the conversation is a news feed and they're, they're just waiting to put their new article. Yeah, in. that's it. That's exactly it. They're just waiting to get the, hit their own post out there. Like it makes me sad. And, you know, I don't. It, it makes my heart sad. Like, please, like, care a little bit. <laughs> Would you at least fake it for fuck's sake? I don't know. I hate when people do that. It makes me angry. I don't think anybody likes that. that I think that's a pet peeve for everybody. It has to be because. Except for the people that do that. Well, they have no awareness, I think. They just like talk and want to talk about everything they're doing and like mm-hmm. don't want to give you a reaction when you talk about something you're doing. And it's like, what the heck? Like, do I matter? Hello? Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, also, I've been doing this. How's your thing? <laughs> It sucks. It's like, I don't know. Right. Everything you say is just a segue for them to say something else. Basically. Basically. Yeah. It's a pet peeve of mine. Eh. Narcissistic conversation holders. It makes me so sad. Yeah. Like, just just pretend. Do you you pity them? No. Do you? you, uh, I don't know. I go back and forth between um, people I find annoying, like, pitying them and their view of the world mm-hmm. and how they think like oh how how sad it is how that, sad. Your, that your ignorance leads your life this way right yeah <laughs> and also then sometimes you just go to like wow fuck that guy mm-hmm. <laughs> and like he should just go away entirely pretty no much. more of him yeah i'm in a very thoughtful mood today Ooh. i keep thinking well i have some very i have a one in particular thought-provoking uh, topic. A thought-provoking topic laid on me. Although I also then have a mind-shatteringly stupid one. I love. And then one that's just uh, sad and disappointing. Oh. Okay. Okay. So you do which one? Of the, and then I have one that's just kind of like, oh, news. Just lay it on me. Okay. Uh, Robert Pattinson has COVID nineteen. Yeah, I saw that. Don't. I don't want to talk about it. It's like anything COVID like scares me now, so oh. keep away from me. Oh, okay. I thought that, Sorry. that was the one that I considered, eh, it's just news. I mean, like, it's also very common now. You know? Ah. I, I'm trying to be hopeful. Okay. It's fine. I didn't watch the uh, trailer to that Batman movie or series or whatever. I didn't either, but people really like it. Yeah. I, I saw one, one like meme about it mm-hmm. where it's like, someone's like, who are you? And then it's like, now you're going to say, you're, he's going to say, I'm Batman. And then mm-hmm. it's a, I am vengeance. And he's like, ooh. Ooh. Because <laughs> it's supposed to be like year one Batman. Yeah. Which like I would expect to be the most emo shit ever. Emo. Like, like Bruce Wayne has hit the point where he's like, I'm so angry and sad about my parents' death. I got to go beat the shit out of some criminals in the streets. Yeah. As only a rich man could hope to do. Understandable. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the mind-bogglingly stupid one. Mm-hmm. Mother and son in Boston caught having sex. I don't want that. They Wait. could face 20 years in prison. Wait, what were they again? Mother and son. Oh. Biological. Prison. Pr- 20 years. That ass? 20 years. I mean, okay, like, 
I, not, I'm straight up ripping this from last podcast because they were talking about this. Not to say like, that oh. like into, incest is good or like encourage <laughs> it. But I mean, there are other things to arrest people for, no? <laughs> well, the thing is, is that the wife, that guy had a wife. and My wife. He was having sex with his mother in their house. Oh, the biggest bra moment. Oh, my God. And, she wa- and his wife walked in on them. Oh. And she oh. called the cops. Oh, my God. A twist. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wait, also, like, do you not think that the wife maybe would have caught these vibes earlier? Would you not? How'd they hide that? Well, apparently this was the first time. The first time? Yep. The first time this they've was, done this? Right. Oh. And they, they had, the, the mother said they had been growing closer over the past couple of months. I want to absolutely yeet myself off a cliff. That's disgusting. Someone in the um in the comments on r slash Boston on this post said, this is weird and tragic, but I'm also very amused by the immediate calling of the cops. That's hilarious. There are very few that. things <laughs> out that would get me to call the cops, but walking out of my husband fucking his mom, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> Hello, nine one one. She said. She <laughs> literally said nine one one. She was like nine one one. She literally said hello. hello the, the media. media. <laughs> yes. The media. The media. She dead ass said the media because now it's in the news. Right, and also this pair of people look um exactly like you'd expect them to. Oh. Like, uh, kind of like um, I don't know. They look uneducated. Can you imagine your luck if you're like just about to do that and, and you get caught your first time? That's funny. What luck. <laughs> I, yeah, I think. Oh, man. Terrible God. planning, guys. They, you know what? Oh, man. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even I don't, know how to. I don't know how. There's so many ways to approach this. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, let me tell you the mom, 64. The son, 43. Yo, <laughs> that is actually weird. They're both like halfway through their lives. Now that's a full cri- on adults. That's a crisis. Right. It's not like one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I just turned 18 and my hot mom is like coming on to me. It's like my 64 year old mother and me, a 43 year old man. Like what, what is that? What is that? I like can't even imagine how a he conversation has a wife that he could do those things with. Like for that to happen so late in life. I mean, you know, people are always changing. I just said, are we? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. If you wanted to, uh, I really wanted to pick up incest at this point but, in my life. Like also, I mean, I talked about like from your teens to your twenties, you change a lot as a person and develop right. lots of things as a new personality traits and you know hobbies, qualities, whatever. But I don't know. I don't know if like developing incest or the 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 want to, to be incestuous in your forties is likely to happen. <laughs> I don't think that's likely to happen at all. I mean, I haven't heard any other stories like this. That's crazy. Personally, there's got to be some. And if there are more, there. absolutely don't tell me about them. There's got to be some repressed stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's got that had to have existed uh, for a while in him. You don't, also, you his don't mom suddenly, is, not attr- is not very attractive. She's like an old woman looking person. Yeah, but you don't suddenly be like, oh, you know, I have right, those thoughts. Right, you don't thoughts. like wake up after 40 years and think, wow, my mom's hot. 
like your brain doesn't switch to that. Like no. that's that's been a thing for him, I think, for a yeah, while. For sure. Had to have been. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't think that kind of change is gonna happen in your forties. Where is the lifetime movie? Where is you know what? Okay. What so, do you what do you do if you're <laughs> the wife? Call nine one one. No. Um that's the funniest thing I've heard actually. You know what? Throw them in jail. Whatever. Twenty years. Okay, fine. That's sure. so much. Throw them in jail. It was consensual <laughs> both ways. Jail? That's crazy. Prison? No, that is actually crazy though. Because it is, if it's consensual and sentence them to like mandatory therapy and like have a sign in their front yard that says motherfucker on it. It's like really that's kind of an abuse of the system. I think. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that again like I said there are other things to put people in jail for. Like I don't know. Uh people uh, dudes rape people all the time. Yeah. You know, uh, guys and girls even. Oh, speaking raping of rape, people speaking and, of rape. and and they get like 6 months in jail and that's it or barely. Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, okay, so we can just do that." Meanwhile, if you <laughs> fuck your mom, you <laughs> 20 years Right, or you, if you, you can, or if you're like a 16 year old, an 18 year old, a 20 year old gets caught buying weed, yeah, then you get like 40 years in prison mm-hmm. for no reason. Right, but you can fuck a girl, uh, rape a girl behind a dumpster tr- uh, thing, dumpster, yeah, and she's unconscious and can't consent and get like no jail time, basically, right? But he has such a promising future. Oh, the poor, oh, the poor boy. Except the black man doesn't have a promising future. So God, I hate you throw him in prison. This is commentary. Oh, all now it's going full circle. All these oh, topics no. are about each other. Oh no! Speaking of rape. Oh God. Speaking of, should we put a trigger warning? Trigger warning. This is late. <laughs> this is so late. We've said rape so many times. I'm sorry. Already. Trigger warning. God. <laughs> uh, speaking of flashing people and public masturbation. Yeah. You've seen it. No. Bristolia. Wait, what? Wow, you peaked so hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said Crystalia and I fucking lost my shit. What did he do? I mean, aside from like the what we already know. Two more women came forward, one of them being an actress that I honestly haven't heard of, but What's her name? Uh, let me let me pull up the article again. I'm quaking. <laughs> You're quaking? I'm quaking. Megan Drust. I don't know her. I don't either, but um, apparently there was a time where uh, she was giving him a ride back to his hotel room from an no. event, and he started jerking off in her car. Yo, he <gasps> he pulled he pulled a oh my god, what's his name? What Louis? A Louis C.K. He pulled a Louis C.K. Right, but he didn't ask her. Oh right, he Louis C.K. Start... Even Louis, yeah, Louis C.K. asked right. I right, believe right. It was like. You know, it was consensual under the pretenses that he was a very intimidating person. Powerful. <laughs> like, oh, if I say no, then, like, he'll fuck me over somehow. Right. He was So it, he it was, was like, stupid. it's like a, n- no. He, he was <laughs> stupid of. and didn't realize the power he was holding. Yeah. But Chris Leo was just like, Wah. Oh. Here we go. Oh, my. Yo, he, asked her, he asked her to touch his dick. That ass? Yeah. Oh, my God. And she was oh, like, my no. God. She got out of the car. Like stopped the car and got out, and she's like, "What are you doing right was now?" Was she driving? She's, yeah, she's driving. <laughs> she was driving. 
I'm sorry, not to laugh, but like to stop the car and be like, yo, what the fuck? That's a great move. Yeah. Like that, like, that's the move. What? Uh, <laughs> I get out. I have the door open. I walk out into the street saying, why are you doing this? Yes. You're that's... defiling my car. Yes. That is the response. Yes. 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 He climaxed in his pants and then he zipped everything up. And I said, what's wrong with oh, you? Oh, this boy not in his pants. Oh, crusty, crusty. Get out. He zipped it up. Oh, he said, I'm saving that for later. Not to joke. I'm and then sorry. Later, he ran into, she ran into him at another event at like a restaurant. I cannot. And he walked up behind her and said, you. He's the creepiest motherfucker. Are you serious? She said she stopped going to events and she wouldn't go anywhere by herself anymore. I'm actually like thoroughly horrified by this. That's. <laughs> That's like that's actually disgusting. I can't believe I'm okay. You know what? We are going through our past podcasts and erasing every positive thing we said about Chris Delia. Fuck that guy. Delete the first eight. <laughs> Absolutely, fuck that guy. Don't fuck him, but because he'll try and fuck you without consent. But fuck that guy. But don't fuck. But but fuck that guy. Don't butt fuck that. Guy. Don't butt fuck him. Actually, in prison, but fuck that guy. He should be in jail. Throw him <laughs> in jail. Why is he not in jail? Throw him in the most religious rehab. That you can find. Uh, I'm my my heart hurts. And then there was a hotel manager. Oh, who he called up to his room. Why is to work on air conditioning? That's his signature move. He's so sick. And he opened the door entirely naked. Oh, to a twenty-four-year-old woman working at a hotel. No, that's my age. I'm so disgusted. Fuck yeah. this guy. I this fucking said, hate him. I was surprised and I was annoyed that I just came all the way up just so he could expose himself to me. Oh, I would have kicked him right she in the dick. She immediately turned and left. Kick him in the dick. You have full right to. Full uh, right uh, uh. to kick him right in the dick. That's what you get for having exposed, you bitch. God, what a fucking asshole. I'm angry. Like, I'm, now I'm mad. Now I'm just uh, mad that this guy is a literal predator. And not only is he a predator, but he ascended through like his literal privilege. Right. And he has his, his dad's big Hollywood privilege. So, you know, that's just privilege creating another monster. As we always see, that these guys can just do whatever the fuck they want yep. and feel like they have no consequences and can be sexual uh, deviants. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, boys will be boys. <laughs> you know, it was so funny because like we, we like, you know, we went to see his special live. I'm mad we did that. And, like, he literally talked about it. He's like, man, all these comedians, they have jokes about, like, their, like, trouble in childhood. And he's like, I don't got anything. And I was like, you know what? That's cool. Seeing someone out here that, like, didn't, like, have, like, the hardest life ever and, like, make it. Because, like, I didn't have, like, a troubling childhood. Right, because the, the everyone says be a comedian you should have trauma right like that's what makes you funny is what people right. say which like i don't know i've been like depressed but like i haven't had like i haven't i don't have trauma right and i was like oh look like i can like relate to that that's cool mm -hmm. but then like literally like oh wait the guy that was raised in a rich white family with no trauma thinks he can do whatever he wants anybody he's flashing people he's jerking off in a girl's car and she stops the car and is like the fuck that's the move my god i respect her so much uh but uh 
funny <laughs> thing in the comments on r slash television. Mm-hmm. Chris D'Elia wishing into a monkey's paw. I wish I was more like Louis C.K. <laughs> 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 into a monkey's paw. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was an expertly crafted joke by comedy fish underscore reddit that's what everyone's mind goes to is the louis ck incident oh no which so and, and, comedians like, in cars getting off coming in soon like what is it with comedians just like oh, i just need to jerk off in, in front of this girl that's like in my social group right like i don't understand like when like these people either like have wives or are famous and rich enough to like pay women that are willing to be paid for sex. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there are many. There's probably just girls that are out there that just want to have sex with you. Yeah, because you're huge and famous. Mm-hmm. And yet you choose to find the women that don't want to interact with you That's for any the reason, thing, dude. That's the thing. And because it's always like, it's always uh like younger women too. Right. Uh, well, most of the time, not always, but you know, a good portion of the time, they do target younger women because, well, they're not gonna want to fuck a guy that's in like his fifties. That's kind of weird and scary. But then, you know, they can influence them and make them feel scared. Right. That's like a, a tactic, you know, whatever. That's commonly what he did was he went after underage women or not underage women, underage girls. Those right. Were girls. It was really well. It seems like most of the time it was like girls uh like 18 19 i thought it was like 16 i think there was some 16 17 it was like 16 and 17 it, it was, was like, always on the cusp of 18 i thought right but i don't know so, uh, something about underage girls and going after minors basically yeah you know i'm surprised i haven't seen like a a joke on television somewhere about um you know, some guy being like yeah, I, I I can only really have sex with girls that turn eighteen at midnight, and then <laughs> and then I get in there. Uh, you know, okay, so I guess I remember we we celebrated a little bit, not celebrated, but like we were happy that Cristelia had a baby because he had talked so much about not wanting children. Now right. I'm terrified for that child. Uh-huh. Like, is it a girl? It's a boy. I'm still terrified because it's going to grow up to be like him then, probably. Right. I don't know. It's going to grow up with a bad influence. Yeah, he's not a suitable parent. That scares or me without now. without a parent. What he if he goes to jail? He should have just been not a parent. Uh, uh, uh. Now my heart is has like pooped its pants. It's very sad. Tina line. Tina, remember? remember <laughs> my she said heart that? pooped its pants. My heart pooped its pants. I'm very disappointed. And I'm so mad. That like these comedians that I that I end up liking, like Louis C.K. and Cristelia, are like sexual deviants. Like, why do I keep accidentally liking these people? Well, where are my wholesome boys at? At, at least, at least Louis. Like, I don't know. I feel like he was like the one case that I've seen where it's like, obviously, he was a troubled person mm-hmm. that I don't know. Like, didn't understand his situation like he should have as a grown man. Yeah, the thing is, I I can't speak on, like, what is actually factual in his situation. But I would hope that it was just, like, not being ignorant, almost, like, to his influence. I would only hope. But again, like, it's, it's creepy and weird to, like, ask somebody if 
if I, I believe he asked to jerk off in front of a, a woman and that's right. weird. Don't maybe don't do that. But also like he's he should have more self-awareness, which I know he did issue an apology and no one accepted it. <laughs> the thing is, Chris D'Elia has been absolutely silent. Right. Radio silence. Right. He he made one statement, one tweet that was like, I, I, I did nothing wrong. I don't think he even tweeted. It was like a statement in like a magazine or right. something. Right. It was like a statement in an article. Article. Yeah. And then that was that. And knowing this guy, he's not even going to want to apologize. He'll feel like he has nothing to apologize for. That's my opinion on right. this just knowing his attitude, he's not going to even think he needs to apologize, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm deeply disturbed. John Mulaney, save us. Save <laughs> us all. Oh, no. He's John the only, Mulaney. He's the only pure man. Pure. I, I believe Jim Gaffigan. I haven't heard anything about, about him, so I'm assuming Jim Gaffigan is, seems like a sweet boy. He's, he's been... too busy raising, uh, helping to raise five children. Oh, I thought you were going to say raising hell on Twitter because that's what he's been doing lately. Oh, yeah, that too. He's been doing that. I've it's been like, applauding that. He, he literally, you know, fuck you, Karen. He said, fuck you. And I'm like, yes. Yes, I've queen. never heard that man or seen that man swear in my life. I said, <laughs> yes, queen. And he's like, <laughs> he's how old? He was on, He, I watched him on Joe Rogan and he didn't swear once. Yeah, he's quite clean. He's He tries to be very family friendly and like, that's why he jokes a lot about food and stuff, and I appreciate that effort. I do. Yeah, still so, being funny and uh, being family friendly. I think he's he's very funny. Yeah, talented guy. Yeah. So and I, also <laughs> a way to make like, I don't know. I guess I you don't I I don't have. I was gonna say a way to make a lot more money being family mm-hmm. friendly, but like Joe Rogan's a fucking millionaire, so like really he. You know, I I thought. Jerry Springer is a thing. I had a recent kind of pang of guilt, actually, thinking about how raunchy and rude and crude this podcast is. And like, just like, oh, you know, we should really kind of clean up our act a little bit. But then I'm like, that's not genuine to us, is it? Not really. Because I'm I'm quite, uh, I don't know. What do you mean? A ridiculous person. We're not gross and raunchy. Okay, we have literally an episode called smelling like farts that's that's, that's crude that's get childish. out don't even <laughs> that's childish that's humor crude. that's child humor what what child doesn't love farts okay <laughs> i'm just saying in order to be more presentable and marketable maybe Listen, we should not, probably chill out a little bit i'm but not then trying that's... to market to the middle-aged evangelical women out there i know i know i'm just saying i'm also thinking of jenna and Julian and how they are quite friendly, but also, you know, keep it. They're, they're still adult, but like not so in your face as we are. Ah, uh. let let me know your opinion, guys. Should we clean up our act? <laughs> also, is there anything up with Jim Gaffigan? I don't know. I don't know if he has any <laughs> allegations against him. So far, I've only heard good things. Yeah. So let me know and if John he actually Mulaney. is not John Mulaney. Good boy. Please, Tom Segura. Tom Segura, don't. Tom Segura, no. Don't you dare. He Tom. also has babies. Tom. No. Tom. Tom. I swear to God, Tom. I swear to fucking Christ. <laughs> That's what Tom. I mean. Like, I need to, like, calm down with the swearing, too. But I can't help it. That's just me. I remember going to your parents' house for the first time and hearing you swear in front of them. Listen, it's like, just me. I was like, whoa. 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 I, you know, I think I got it from my brother. 
Your, your brother swears a lot. Oh, <laughs> oh, straight up Ross Hanneman over here. Oh my God. Love. Seriously, he is Ross Hanneman. He really is. <laughs> like, Maybe a little bit less extreme. I'm going to say, obviously, not to that extent. Right. But like, just some the, the energy, the vibes. He was has it, vibes. Was it Russ or Ross? It's Russ. Yeah, I thought it was Russ. Russ Hanneman. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've mentioned that before. But just so you know, he's not exactly like that. He's not. Tres comas. But he has the vibes. Yeah. 100%. He's also taller. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> he played a lot of sports. So I ended up just picking up on it. And uh, here we are. Now I yeah. swear constantly. And I'm sorry. It's just for effect. And, you know, they always say, like. It's for effect. It's for effect. Dramatic oh. effect. Whenever, whenever I swear, it's just because it comes out naturally. It's for effect. If I want to add some spice to my sentence, then I add, oh. I, then I add a fucking, you know. Hard. Fuck. That's a, that's a hard word. Fuck. What's funny is, though, is that when I text, I, like, I censor that word a little bit. Sometimes. Not when I'm talking <laughs> to you and I'm like angry and like text. <laughs> Usually I'm complaining when I talk to you, so you won't mm, see that. Mm. Right, because, I mean, we only text, like, when I'm at work. Yeah, and if I have something like, I'm angry about this, not, like, towards you, but, like, here's a thing that I'm angry about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, uh, final thing I wanted to talk final about. Final thing. Uh, also, fuck you, Crystalia. There we go. Last thing. <laughs> we hate you. I no. have a, I have a big. Big? Big, big quotes to read. Big? Oh, my. From, okay. From John Boyega. Oh, oh, I actually read some of that today. His, it's a large article. It's a huge... I didn't get to finish it because obviously I like I, I have to work. Per, I was perusing to yeah, get these quotes. But I remember his, he essentially what, was, what he was saying was that he, his race was kind of like baited. It was used to bait. Right. Um, he said, what I would say to Disney is do not bring out a black character market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are and then have them push to the side. It's not good. I'll say it straight. Yeah, that, no. That's what he said. Yeah, it's a it's actually a really decent read and um yeah, I don't a lot have about a, his, like, I, past I didn't, get, I didn't get to finish it. Yeah, but like I read through a good portion of it and it's a good read. So I encourage you guys to read that. Yeah, it's just like a a John Boyega interview. I I think it was on GQ. Yeah, or something like that. And you know, as I was reading it, I was thinking like, what would somebody say to kind of try and oppose this? But then I'm thinking, you know, this is his personal experience, his personal opinion. If you don't agree, shut the fuck up. Honestly, there's nothing you can say that will change his mind and his personal actual experience. Well, like also, this is the stuff that he personally, like, literally experienced. So. Maybe like you can't say anything that will 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 change that. Just two cents. Well, I don't know, man. Also, I don't know how you can. Uh, I don't know. I don't respect anybody in the uh, current environment that doesn't understand the plight of the black people. The thing is, though, like whether like you understand or not, it's not your place to like say your differing opinion. Like it, it, you don't, it's not your time. It's not your place to, to try and speak up and think like, and, and try and say like, well, I think you're actually thinking of it this way or like try and change the way that they're perceiving something because that's, that's their experience and you don't know where they're coming from, what they have like personally gone through and the nuances of their experience. You don't know. And 
that's just a way that people primarily white people try and silence black people is by trying to speak over them and say like well i don't think that you're thinking of that correctly or something like that you know when they try and speak of like their bad experience that's their experience you don't know i'm just sorry i'm just getting angry now (laughs) well i i feel like i was essentially saying the same thing yeah that like it doesn't make any sense when I see people opposing like these statements, mm-hmm. like their first reaction is to be on the defense. Yeah. They're just like, mm-hmm. like, like we're not attacking you. No, you're not being attacked. Mm-hmm. But for some reason you feel the need to defend racist behavior. People get really, I've noticed angry when, uh, uh especially people that, um, that are like celebrities like that speak out about negative experiences they've had regarding that have regarded their their race that have you know been been impacted um that they've been em- impacted for the way they've been treated because of their race like people try and butt in with their opinion on that and it's it blows my mind right it's the same uh, it's a you know like the tweet you know there are some uh, people used to say like ah oh, yes the old saying and now we just say ah oh, yes like this tweet that I saw mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've mm-hmm. seen before. Yeah. Which now I have forgotten because I started talking too much. I, I you know, I the thing is when I talk, <laughs> I'll like forget what I'm saying halfway through the sentence and be like, where the fuck was I again? What? what oh. Was I? Oh, well, oh, right, sure. And then I just try and find my way out of it. Oh my god. I do it all the time. But yeah, he makes a great point. It was like a it was like mm-hmm. it was like a tweet about like like we're not if you think we're talking about you when we're talking about racism then yeah we're talking about you like that's the thing cuz like if like why do you feel the need to be on the defense obviously because you're exhibiting the behavior that is yeah being talked about well exactly they're, they're the ones that are contributing to things like microaggressions and and the stereotyping and just the the actual general aggression that is happening mm-hmm. um and yeah, I had a thought and then I forgot it. That's fun. We wow, we both just did that. I wow, how did I do that? You know, also M- miracle. I remember in high school when I first started hearing about like the phrase like microaggressions. Yeah. I immediately thought, wow, that's really stupid because like all I heard was like, oh, there's some like weird like white kid that thinks they're being that is offended by the gender signs on the bathrooms oh like like i was immediately like the only things that i was really attributing it to were like oh you're worried about like i don't know like because there's men's and women's clothing sections and you Mm. think that's a microaggression or something like that was all i was seeing from like the tumblr community oh no microaggressions are totally different it's it's you know it impacts everyone that's not white essentially yeah so that's that yeah the the whole movement and like this year has really brought to my attention what 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 that what microaggressions really are it just means it just means it's not an an outright like yeah aggression it's something that's like built into the subtlety of our society yeah it is it's built into the way that it functions entirely and what we perceive to be, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. so many things. Like what I'm thinking of right now as an example is we, I, and I've seen this kind of discourse happen before, but it's happening again. 
with professional hairstyles versus unprofessional. And what we always see as unprofessional are like just black hairstyles, like just just their hairstyles, like the way that they, you know, will do their hair or or not or right. just if the they moment, have if they just let it go like not like just be out and natural yeah and the moment that like Adrian goes to like oh there's a white guy with dreads you probably don't want to hire him what because he reminds you of a black of a like, black person with like his it's hairstyle? crazy because it's for one it's that fucking hairstyle right. like and and like two like i don't like there, there's so many like different ways to like uh, i don't even know what i'm saying I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm like so mad at like at this at this this crazy thing that's been well. There's many things that have like this have that have been ingrained in our society, but like it's just hair that they that they like. That's not something they can control or even or make different, and they shouldn't make different. So like, it's it. I, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like so then we see like, pro- like professional hairstyles are like straight hair that's like put in a bun and it's like what does that have to do with anything what what does that have to do with anything that's like my question is just like the way the way that somebody looks does not uh reflect on their ability i'm not sure like what those hairstyles like like black hairstyles what like what like why like why are you like why would we even think of it that of that being unprofessional like I don't get it. Like I think it's, well, I'm not it's really getting just, it. It's it's just racism hidden in like a dislike of hairstyles. Yeah, it's just like I'm I'm just not getting it. Like how how why what the fuck? I don't know. I'm just angry about it. I don't know. But also, um, yeah, what you said earlier about the people being angry when when someone says like oh white people being like this and then people get like white people get angry about it. Yeah. That is very much people telling on themselves when they get angry about it. Just right. so you know, they're they're telling on themselves. Right. It's like uh, it's like people people that start trying to argue semantics about it. Yeah. Basically, like the Ben Shapiro's out there. When like <laughs> when 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 somebody's complaining about like white people, mm-hmm. they don't. They're not. I think we are all past the, I don't know, third grade level of sentence understanding. Mm-hmm. That when someone talks about white people, they're not talking about all white people. Mm-hmm. Whereas it is not the case when you hear someone talking about black people. You know, for a while there, and that kind of like discourse happened on my first experience in tum- like on Tumblr. And so Tumblr was, um, you know, you, you know how Tumblr was. Yep. And so I, I didn't see people trying to argue the semantics of that i would hit reblog on like white people doing this shit and like you know it was just like a pointing out something that white white people do a shitty thing that white people do that's like an aggression or something and i would reblog it and be like yeah this don't fucking do this this sucks and but like it was a generalization and and i never thought and that's not me like trying to like be like oh look at me but like i never once thought that that was an attack on my person because that wasn't anything that i did like, I, I never had one instance of seeing that from then to now of, like, a post like that and thinking, like, oh, well, that's not fair or, like, mm, I don't know about that. Like, I never had that experience. Right. So I, 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 when, it, when I first started to see that then outside of Tumblr, it, it kind of blew my mind a bit 
Yeah, it's because um. Ah, I'm sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. I again. lost my train of thought as but well. Like, it's gone. When when people argue like that, like you know, it's like the like the like the Tom Segura joke where he talks mm-hmm. about how black people and other people that aren't white have this like camaraderie within their race. Yeah. That they that they're like, you know, just like how how like black people will talk to each other like 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 they'll call each other brother. Yeah. Because like they are a community. They, they are. are a people that care about each other. Well, the thing is, right, but whereas, well, let me let me. Sorry, finish. sorry, go ahead. When it, when it, like uh, white people don't have that. Yeah. They don't like instinctively care about each other, mm-hmm. and that's you know because in this country and in other like countries where black people were introduced through slavery and mm-hmm. later had to be freed from that. Yeah. Like, and not even entirely freed, but like they had to stick together. They had to work together. Mm-hmm. Whereas white people were always had the ability to just be out for themselves but 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 they had to work together in order to be like survive in this like white man's world no 100 percent. yeah that's correct um from now until then and even so like now it's it's still a thing because the systems that we have in place all of the systems we have in place are are not like they they can't trust them you Mm -hmm. know like I, I forgot the wording that I had because I had wording that was better than that um, for what I'm trying to say. But like, you know, it, like we can rely on on as white people, we can rely on anything, right? Like anything that's a, any of the, our systems. But like, racism is a thing, so it's yeah. still a thing. So you 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 can't entirely trust like medical professionals even like you can get dismissed because you're black because like oh you you know they'll just think that your systems are exaggerated and they'll dismiss you like yeah. like shit like that like yeah. the system is not always on, on it's not on their side yeah, usually there's, there's been there was a like a last week tonight episode about that about mm-hmm. how women and especially black women mm-hmm. get told get like told that they're like oh you're exaggerating or like yes. oh, oh like or like there was even like some like doctors that still like believed that like black people's skin was thicker than white people's skin. Ew. So like they had to use different needles or something. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. Right. But uh, continuing on the thought I had earlier, mm-hmm. when you see white people get offended by when someone is talking about racist white people, mm-hmm. when you see white people try to come to the defense of whatever like their version of like this community is it's because that they're defending white like ism they're defending <laughs> their perfect white image yeah. that there's nothing wrong that white people can do and there's nothing wrong that they have done because they don't think of black people as equals and that they're defending they're de- they're defending themselves as a perfect as a perfect race. Well, also it's it's this notion that like oh well well we didn't I didn't own you as a slave so then I I so I'm not a bad person like I I didn't do that so I'm a good person entirely is is like white logic right mm-hmm. like oh we're so far removed from that when well, we're not we're not far removed from that because it's still very much ingrained in our society and how it works and and how we think of things even so 
So like, yeah, it, we're it's only these... we're only fifty years away from when when black people finally got to like vote. So it, it's like you know, all white people aren't racist anymore because like you know, you guys we're, we don't have you as slaves. Like that's like the weird logic, right? That's happening. That right. I've been we don't, seeing. We don't literally own you anymore, so it's it's fine. So it's like, oh, well, you you have freedoms, so you're equal. That's not how this works. Right. It's the same. It's like the other tweet from uh, God, what's that guy's name? Uh, oh, it was on the tip of my tongue. Chocolate Rain. We listened. Oh, to him. What's Ta- his? Tay. Oh, Tay. Yeah, I don't Tay's know. Tay on something like that. Yeah, sure. I can't remember. I don't he tweeted remember. like, being poor breeds being poor forever. Yeah. Because, like, you know, <laughs> when you, instead of getting the back surgery, like, mm-hmm. a- instead of getting a new mattress for your, your back trouble, yeah, like, you have to get back surgery. Yeah. It's... Instead, of, instead of, like, taking care of health issues early mm-hmm. on, you can't afford to, like, like, buy things to help you with that. Mm-hmm. And then it escalates. And yeah. then you have medical debt forever. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't it's afford. terrifying. No, I, I. You can't afford to get a new car. Yeah. So you're, like bogged down by shitty cars that you need to constantly repair forever forever it's a it's a constant cycle yeah it is it's very much there's something you could do about it when you're in there usually there's there's not much help yeah and then this other thing that there's like i i have like three large like quotations that i took oh my from john boyega's interview here oh okay cool and then and the second one was um like speaking about disney Mm-hmm. Like you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley, you oh. knew what to do with Adam Driver, mm-hmm. you knew what to do with these other people. But when it came to Kelly Marie Tran, when it came to John Boyega, you know fuck all. Mm-hmm. So what do you say? What what do you want me to say? What they want you to say is, I enjoyed being a part of it. It was a great experience. And he says like, nah, nah, nah. I'll take that deal when it's a great experience. They gave all the nuance to Adam Driver, all the nuance to Daisy Ridley. Let's be honest. Daisy knows this. Adam knows this. Everybody knows. I'm not exposing anything. It's very obvious what and it's he's like, saying. All of that is like, yeah, I felt like I was reading that and I was thinking, this is exactly what I was thinking the whole time. What everybody always complains about when it comes to this trilogy. That he was that, not used well. Is that he was duped as a character. That's what I was just going to say was that John Boyega, I mean, going into this, he thinks that they might just make something incredible. They gave him a whole ass backstory in the first movie. I know. And then they didn't expand on it at nothing, all. Nothing. And so he, I'm sure he feels very cheated and used to like be you know be this this the the face that like grabs our attention and is you know because he's the one like holding the lightsaber at that point remember like in the in the shot yeah and so you know we're like you know this is this is our character that we we get to like really know what happened to him and where where does he go from there like you get invested and then then we get nothing out of him. Right. And, and then, it's, it's, it's shitty. Like he says about Kelly Marie Tran, who is that, uh, that Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Rose. Like both of them, they, that in the second movie, they got shipped off to some side plot that didn't matter. That was literally just Disney virtue signaling. Like, yeah, we hate the rich too, guys. Says Meanwhile, they're the rich dollar company. They're the rich. Fuck right. off. 
they're they're trying to like virtue signal with like see we have a black and an asian character and I we're fighting it. against the system oh not to mention the misuse of her character the poor girl she got bullied off the internet because of that seriously like seriously and uh, oh my god like they why do they keep uh, in the middle of watching the movie i was like why do you keep introducing new characters? I know. Why? Why? Like, we don't have time. We, we only have, have characters. We know it's a trilogy. We don't have time to introduce anyone right. else. And then instead of possibly expanding on John Boyega's character, mm-hmm. they just sent him off somewhere else I, on a useless mission. I can't imagine how, just how used he feels. Not only did they not develop... Daisy Ridley, the person they gave more screen time, they didn't mm-hmm. develop her character very well. Not entirely, no. No, they d- ba- they <laughs> barely developed Adam Driver's character very well. Well, I think it was because that that oh god that the middle one, the second one in the, in the trilogy, yeah. should have been a lot of character development. And guess what? It wasn't. Yeah. Any guess of that. what? It wasn't. I mean, it was it was like filler. It was odd. It was strange. It was a, it was a lot of filler, and like it didn't it didn't expand on anybody. And so, and they also like they were just like, oh, remember the big bad guy? Uh, he's dead now. And then like, uh, oh, oh, you thought he was gonna kill his other parent? No, never mind. Like, it's just it's such a bummer because that it, it's it's just I feel like the the main the the glaring issue is really that second movie mm-hmm. was really. Someone dropped the ball hard. <laughs> All right. of them, maybe. The entire crew, I don't know. And then and then John Boyega's character yeah. could have been used so much better in the final movie I know. if they had given him any growth in the second one. That's what I mean. Like we didn't we got nothing out of him in the second movie. So what do we have to do with him in the third? Like what what's he gonna do? Like right. they there's didn't, not much they didn't to do. set up anything for him. They did they didn't. So that's so, all so he got disappointing. To do was scream. Ray, the entire time. My God, it, it it was really it was really pathetic, and he's absolutely right. And then the last thing that I have here that I felt was like important that he mm-hmm. said was, "I'm the only cast member who had their own unique experience of that franchise based on their race." Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. It makes you angry with a process like that. It makes you much more militant. It changes you because you realize. I got given this opportunity, but I'm in an industry that wasn't even ready for me. No one else in that cast had people saying they were going to boycott the movie because they were in it. Oh my God. No one else had the uproar and the death threat sent to their Instagram DMs and social media saying black this and black that and you shouldn't be a stormtrooper. Nobody else had that experience, but yet people are surprised that I'm this way. That's my frustration, he says. Overall, a terrible experience. Right. Because not only did he go through that, like having people literally send death threats, but then, you know, to, to be baited, you know, to, to be used as bait, I mean, and then, and then to be given nothing. I mean, a role like that, that seems so promising, I'm sure he hoped to be a, a really great figure for I'm, kids kids you know, black kids look up to and, right he could have been and root for he could have been the black panther of star wars that's what i was gonna compare it to was right. that he it, it could have been to that caliber 
but it wasn't. No. And that's the disappointing part of it. Right. There's so much, so much they could have done with like, like he said, more nuance yeah. with like the grappling with growing up, um, being raised to be a stormtrooper in the empire and then struggling with that his whole life and then being like, no, fuck it. I'm out. It's really insane. But then they, uh, then they tried the, the pitiful apology in the final movie mm-hmm. of him talking to that other black woman right. who was a stormtrooper. Yeah. Like that was a pitiful excuse for character development. Bad. So bad. That was literally so just them like throwing that in last minute being like, see, see, we care about our, our characters. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And it's deceiving because he has an incredible backstory and they obviously did not have a full story for him. No. They had nothing. They had a concept and that's it. Then they, they were like, they whatever. They obviously didn't write all of these movies ahead of time. They didn't. They wrote, they wrote the first movie and then they wrote the second one mm-hmm. after getting reactions from the first one. Yeah, it's all reactionary and that's gross, <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, while it's cool to listen to your fan base a bit, maybe you should have some kind of integrity in Disney, your story. Disney didn't have a single ounce of backbone in creating that in creating the, those movies. I know. It's ridiculous. That's disappointing. And you know, there's a thought that I feel like people might have when when he said, "I'm the only one be- to get like death threats because of my race," mm-hmm. which uh, Marie did get death threats. But, she did, but <laughs> horrendous. She got ran horrendous off, like, literally people. ran off the internet. But that wasn't because of her race. Mm-hmm. It was because people blamed her for some stupid reason. For the tangent that they took in The Last Jedi. So people have seem to have a very, I'm going to say uh, men, white men. Yeah. I'm just going to say a generalization 100%. of white men in, in Star Wars. There's a lot of them have a really low tolerance for women and also women that are not white in their, in their nerd space. And so when they see this, this, you know, this Asian girl, this seemingly fucking everything up for this movie they attack her right they're like oh they just put her in there to virtue signal Mm -hmm. which they did but that's not her her fault that's not her fault she she comes on thinking like i'm gonna do something great probably and then then there's this this, right the shitty movie like that's not her fault right they they blamed her for that portion of the movie which she didn't fucking write it my god (laughs) right but they didn't attack John Boyega for that. Mm-hmm. They just attacked him for being a black stormtrooper. For, for existing and being black right. in their nerd space. Ridiculous. Yep. It's pitiful. It's pitiful. People like that should rot. <laughs> just saying. Uh, see, that's why, that's why it's so important. Like uh, something that like has been talked about more recently to be anti-racist actively fighting against it instead of just right. t- turning a blind eye being like oh well i'm not like that so uh, it's calling it out right it's the it's the attitude of the silent majority yes it's when i'm not making problems mm-hmm. it's okay it's but it, you yeah. have to you have to solve the problems you have to fix them yeah yeah and it was just i i feel like uh 
it was refreshing and it was really it felt really good to see to see that from John Boyega to see that he to hear his, in hear in his words what he went through with that Star Wars movie cuz I've yeah. only ever been like we've only ever talked about it in the context of we always thought his character was underutilized but we never brought in to to the realm of the conversation that it was because he was black mm-hmm. because they brought him in you know to be like hey look we got we got female main character we got black uh main slash supporting character he was a prop right and he didn't know it he didn't know he'd be a prop he didn't right. think so because i mean obviously that backstory is incredible and not to mention like God, he he has the best backstory of of anyone in in that trilogy. Right. The angst they could have pulled out of that. I mean, just the PTSD. The PTSD, dude. Which they did pull from that in the first movie. Like That's why so I much. Loved, I loved the first movie. I realized I, I there genuinely was a lot love of, it too. I realized there was a lot of like cash grab fan service moments mm-hmm. of like R two D two and C three PO and oh my gosh, it's a new Death Star. Nah, dude, I saw it like four times in theater. It was. It was really good, and I liked it a whole lot. And I was super, wow, that was weird. Super, that was <laughs> I, I was super excited for what they were gonna do with this because mm-hmm. I was like, "There's this really cool, like wannabe Darth Vader kid. Mm-hmm. Like, how is he gonna fuck everything up? Yeah, because of his emotions. There is this amazing stormtrooper character that has has um <laughs> seemingly the first. Stormtrooper to revolt against the Empire to, mm-hmm. to turn back. Yeah. And then there's like, honestly, I was never that interested in Rey. She was like, just like some kid left on a planet. Okay. See, that's where we differ because I ended up seeing, I saw the movie several times in theater, I believe four times, like actually paying for it, going back to see it multiple times. I uh, saw it with different people. And it was mainly because of her and you know her first of all her dynamic with everybody i i loved her and john boyega together i thought they were an incredible team and mm-hmm. like they they just they just worked so well and then her like being so strong and physical and you know not having a, a clear path or a, a clear pass even and just seeing her her power and it it, it was for me I, I don't know how to describe it other than like a power fantasy you know how we we see beefed up men on screen for for other male viewers as a power fantasy she was my power fantasy and she was she gave me goosebumps and she just i don't know inspired awe in me and then i think then what really upsets me is that uh, you know, black kids don't get that same effect with Finn. While may, like, probably in the first film, you know, there are great moments with Finn, but the rest, no, you you don't get that kind of feeling. And that's, that's sad to me. It's really sad mm-hmm. because they should get that. Uh, it's, it's so sad to me. Yeah. But anyway, where are we at on time? Like an hour and 10 minutes. Okay. We got to wrap this up. (laughs) All right. Well, this was a very passionate episode. Yeah. 
there was some we're not sorry there was some ridiculousness with the incest story in the middle there but yeah it's it's me yelling a lot so i'm sorry also like when i yell sometimes i'm like just on a tangent sometimes i like word things terribly so i'm sorry about that if i just word things wrong or even use the wrong word that's my bad honestly i am surprised and impressed what at any time when someone on the spot can say something entirely coherently (laughs) that's not something people can do unless you're kind of a natural at it i'm I'm always gathering my thoughts and putting sentences together as i'm going yeah i mean but so am i the entire time as, as we are but i mean like I, you know i i've also like fucked up on the rewatch podcast where i'm like listening back and i use the wrong word and i'm like that wasn't the right word like i just like fuck up a sentence and i'm like because i'm just like speaking passionately from the heart it happens it happens so ignore but also enjoy we hope you enjoyed it yeah oh man how i wish we could have uh john boyega on the show <laughs> to to speak for yeah. himself. I don't know. I would love to, I would love to have to have some some like important uh important black voices Definitely. to like talk for themselves. Yeah. But the only problem is that we don't actually have a platform. So we don't have a platform. <laughs> so what does it matter, right? <laughs> right. Oh yeah, but I, I that that kind of space, you know, I, the the thing is, you know, people are trying to make space but also a lot of the times like you know you people are just making room like or forcing that room like black voices are just like you know what fuck this i'm just gonna speak and then that's when white people are like (laughs) so yeah i i really do admire john boyega for speaking out on that because it's what we've all been thinking and right and now that now that he's finally out of his outside of his Disney contract there, mm-hmm. he could freely say that without the fear of losing like payment or something. Not to mention him speaking out on that does and it's it's going to help um you know, actors and actresses in the future that are you know, possibly involved in a role that might not be what they think it is like it's kind of a warning it's kind of like a beware because you might be getting into something that you think is right but might not be try and uh read through and really talk with the people that are creating what you're signing up for before you sign on and it's unfortunate that you know black actors and actresses just non-white people in general um will have to beware like this because they shouldn't have to. They sh- it shouldn't be their burden. Right. But like it and, is unfortunately and hopefully, and hopefully messages like these will resonate. lessen the lessen the amount that yeah. uh they have to be wary. I would hope so. I really do because yeah, calling them out too would will be like, hey, other studios be better, do better. Right. Be better. So, yeah. That's that. Yeah. a lot of heavy talk all right Uh, well thank you for listening guys yeah uh oh my gosh uh rest in power chadwick boseman stop it i'm gonna cry (laughs) i'm I'm, seriously i'm gonna (laughs) he i've already cried about it so many times like i've just like been on my own yeah i'm crying i'm gonna gonna tear up right now fucking now stop it like it's just it's so fucking tragic like i can't 
Anyway, uh, emotions. <laughs> we'll talk for too long if we keep going. Yeah, let's, let's leave. Let's bounce. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around, everybody. That's Thank the way you. the pod goes. That's the way the pod goes. Again, I don't think I introduced the show at all. No. <laughs> we never do. We never do. That's that's what you're in for. If yeah. you If you want to hear some free-flowing conversation, uh, today especially passionate, you know, that's that's what we're doing. Yeah. I have been the host known as Aaron. And I have been the host known as Brooke. Formerly known as. Formerly known. Okay. <laughs> what am I known as now? Oh, I'm still the same. The fuck? It's just a prince thing. Oh, okay. You know, like the, 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 the guy formerly known as Prince. I thought formerly known was like, I went by this, now I go by this name. I don't know. It's just a thing that Prince did that made no sense. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, if you like the show, please give us a follow on uh, Spotify follow us on spotify and then you can uh check back in every week and give us a listen also we have a patreon page at alternative bird podcasts on patreon that is our kind of podcast network uh patreon page where you can support this show and our other show the rewatch podcast where we're covering where we're covering brooklyn 99 and um yeah you get the the shows. You get both shows uh, a day early, full twenty four hours before the release to the wider public. You peeps following on um, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And also, uh, do we have a Twitter for this? No. <laughs> we don't. We have don't. A Twitter no for Twitter. the way the pod goes. We probably should. We should probably. probably make a Twitter. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. And. uh Keep, keep uh, elevating black voices out there. Make room. Make room. You know, scoot over. Let give, them speak. Get, give them the seat at the table that they have needed and deserved for so long. Yep. True. All right. All I, right. I feel, I feel uh, the need to say I love you guys. I love you guys. Because we're doing a passionate episode. I love you. All right. Love me. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.